Welcome to the Empowering Midlife Wellness Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with midlife women's wellness and creating the best second half of life. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. I'm a board-certified gynecologist, certified menopause practitioner and hormone replacement specialist, as well as an ICF-certified life and leadership coach and lots of other things. So if you want to check me out and learn about my private practice and other offerings, my website is www www.drsusan.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N.com. It's my commitment to stay neutral by not accepting advertising dollars from sponsors. So all of these episodes are offered freely. And the best way that you can help this podcast is to share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and also keep in mind this is simultaneously posted in video format on YouTube, where you can find me by searching for Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. This week on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I'm pulling apart all the terminology that we use regarding hormones, words like bioidentical, natural, compounded, plant-based, synthetic, or FDA-approved. What do all those terms mean, and do they even matter? We'll be talking about that today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm going to hopefully simplify something that seems really complicated, and that is the language that we use around hormone replacement with words like bioidentical, natural, plant-based, synthetic, compounded, FDA-approved. It can really feel overwhelming, I think, even for me, (laughs) to think about which products are the best to take. And so I'm going to simplify it for you so you will, after this, know much more likely than your gynecologist does. So first of all, let's go back to talking about what hormones we're considering replacing when we're going through menopause. And remember, those are estrogen. The primary estrogen that we make is called 17-beta-estradiol or estradiol, progesterone, and testosterone. So if we're taking anything that's called estradiol, progesterone, or testosterone, those are, by their very nature, bioidentical, meaning that a chemist could look at those and they would be biologically exactly the same as the hormones that we've made from our ovaries all of our lives. So that's what bioidentical means. It's not ethanol estradiol. It's not Premarin or a conjugated equine estrogen. It's not any other form of estrogen. It's just estradiol. When we're talking about progesterone, it's not Provera. It's not norgestimate, it's not levonorgestrel, it's not all these other chemicals that are progesterone lookalikes, it's just progesterone. There's only one. And testosterone, it's not testosterone propionate or cyprinate or any other chemicals, it's just testosterone. So if it meets those criteria, it's bioidentical. Now bioidentical doesn't necessarily mean better, so I want to just throw that out there. For example, I took birth control pills for many years and my teenagers take them now and many perimenopausal women do very well taking birth control pills, but those are not bioidentical estrogen. They are a different type of estrogen that's completely synthetic called ethanol estradiol and a progesterone lookalike, like one of those long chemical names that I mentioned. And that's perfectly okay for a certain time of life. If we don't wanna get pregnant, for example, they shut down ovulation, So they work almost perfectly if we take them correctly for preventing pregnancy. They also reduce ovarian cancer risk, uterine cancer risk. They make our periods nice and light. 
using that as an example, just to say that just because something is not bioidentical doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that at certain times of our life, we need to evaluate those words differently. So birth control pills, for example, or let's say if we have low thyroid, we might be taking Synthroid, which is perfectly fine. It's synthetic T4, which is one of the two thyroid hormones that we make. Some people also take synthetic T3, which is called Cytomel. Other people take natural thyroid, which comes from dried pig thyroid, but it's not bioidentical. Pig thyroid is not biologically identical to human thyroid, but it's similar. So just throwing out there as an example, just because something is not bioidentical or because it's not natural doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And a lot of things that are natural are not necessarily good, like tobacco, heroin, strychnine, arsenic. Lots of natural things are not good for us. So I think as wise consumers, it's really important to understand that those terms are often used in a marketing fashion in order to direct us to believe that something's better and then to pay more money for it. So let's be smart consumers. Now, outside of birth control pills, let's talk about the hormones that we would take if we're menopausal like me. Uh, now, in that situation, I do prefer bioidentical hormones because when we're getting older, we're less able to tolerate the effects of those synthetic hormones on our liver. And if we're gonna take these from age 50 to 100, we really want to take care of how much work our liver is doing. So I take bioidentical estradiol, progesterone, and testosterone. Now, where do they come from? Those all come from a plant source. So in that way, we might say they're natural. Now, they're also synthetic because a chemist has to make them from the wild yam or the soy or the plant source that's chosen into estradiol, progesterone, and testosterone. So you could use lots of terms to describe what I'm taking, which are estradiol and testosterone pellets and oral progesterone. They're all bioidentical, for sure, yes. They're all plant-based, absolutely. So in that way, you might say they're natural, but they're also synthetic because they have to be made in the lab to look exactly like those three hormones. And that is perfectly okay because in the end, what my body is seeing is the same three hormones that I've been making my whole life. And my liver doesn't have to do anything to process them, and I feel great. So that is one different way to go. Now, do you have to take hormone pellets? No, of course not. You can get bioidentical estradiol in various uh, forms from a regular pharmacy. So, for example, estradiol is FDA approved for use in a patch a pill, which we don't recommend because it's bad for your liver, a cream that you can use vaginally, also a vaginal tablet, and a vaginal ring. So estradiol is FDA approved for use in those particular delivery methods, and you can get those from Walgreens. And that's the same plant-based, bioidentical, natural because it's plant-based, and then also FDA approved in that setting, which is not the case with pellets. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Um, I've talked previously about why pellets are not FDA approved, and eventually they will be. It's just a matter of uh, spending bajillions of money to do the research that only big pharmaceutical companies can really undertake. But the end point is it's the same exact stuff. And guess what? They all get it from the same place. So 
the raw materials to make these hormones, whether you are Pfizer or whether you're a small compounding pharmacy, the raw materials come from the same place. And then a PhD pharmacist at either location is going to make them into bioidentical estradiol, progesterone, or testosterone. So the end point is it's the same process. Whether you're a giant pharmaceutical company or a small compounding pharmacy, it's really sort of like a family-owned restaurant versus a gigantic national chain. <laughs> I mean, doesn't mean you get bad food at a family-owned restaurant. In fact, many times it might be better, right? So I think we've just got to look at it that way. It's the same exact stuff. So natural, not always great. Doesn't mean it's good for you. But in this sense, it means it comes from a plant source versus ethanol estradiol, which is in birth control pills, which is completely synthetic. It's just made in a lab. There's nothing wrong with that either, but it's good to know where this stuff comes from, right? Let me talk to you about progesterone. That's interesting. Now, the FDA approved micronized bioidentical plant-based progesterone back in the 1990s, and it was originally under a patented name called Prometrium, which is a perfectly wonderful product. Only comes in two doses, 100 and 200 milligrams, but luckily those are the two most commonly prescribed doses. And then now their patent has expired, you can get generic, micronized, bioidentical, plant-based progesterone from Walgreens or your local pharmacy. And is it better or worse than compounded progesterone? No, it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's the same exact stuff. The only difference is that if you get it from Walgreens, it's in this micronized peanut oil base, which is how they got it patented, because remember, drug companies are really only interested in making money, and they can't patent something that's naturally occurring. What they can patent is the substrate that they put it in. So back in the 1990s, they patented this micronized delivery method in peanut oil. Now it's out of patent. You can get it from any pharmacy. If you went to a compounding pharmacy, you'd be getting bioidentical progesterone just in a different substrate. But it, the substrate's benign. That does not matter. It's the hormone that's exactly the same. So just keep in mind, you can get compounded progesterone or you can get progesterone from Walgreens, and it's exactly the same thing. Does that make sense? So bioidentical, plant-based, natural in that way, synthetic in the way that it's made to look like human progesterone. Either way is fine. So there's, there's no better or worse in that situation. If you're getting bioidentical estradiol on one of the FDA approved delivery systems that I suggested earlier, like a patch, vaginal cream, vaginal tablet, vaginal ring, I don't like estradiol orally because of the effect it has on all liver. Other than that, it's the same exact stuff that I could give you in a pellet. It's just easier in a pellet in my opinion. Now, testosterone is a little bit different because we don't have a testosterone for women yet available from a regular pharmacy, and that's just because, unfortunately, women still lag behind men with hormone research. There is a testosterone patch for men. We don't have one yet for women, so testosterone is only available from a compounding pharmacy currently for women. Now, when it's available from Walgreens, I'll probably get it there because it'll be cheaper because it's the same thing. Just remember, the substrate that they make this stuff from, the raw materials, all come from the same place. Everybody buys it at the same place or places, and then a pharmacist makes it into estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. So I hope that makes sense. So there's nothing wrong with synthetic things. doesn't mean they're worse.
I have synthetic lots of things. I've got nail polish on. My hair isn't naturally this color. I have Botox in my face. I'm obviously wearing makeup. I don't think this is natural material that I'm wearing. We're drinking water out of plastic containers, guys. We're driving gasoline vehicles and breathing all kinds of toxic chemicals in the air. I would be much more worried about that than whether a hormone that I'm taking is synthetic or plant-based. These are not particularly important so long as the end product is what our bodies are used to seeing. So I hope that makes sense. Now, if somebody is telling you that their product is better or safer or any of those type of words because it's natural or plant-based or compounded or any of those words, use your discretion and think through what we've just talked about because that probably isn't true. And in fact, anything that fits the criteria of estradiol, progesterone, or testosterone is exactly the same. It's just a preference that you might have regarding the delivery system. For example, I used estrogen patches for a long time and they were great, but I swim and so they would fall off. So I switched to a pellet because I didn't have to deal with that. I also tried creams, but it was difficult for me to remember to do it twice a day, so pellets were easier in that regard. But are they better? No, they're the same thing. It's just a different delivery system. So we, we should, as physicians, I think, offer you the options in delivery system and then let you choose which is the best because we cannot say that one is better, safer, or any of those things because they're the same thing. That makes sense? And if you're taking synthetic hormones, like in a birth control pill, or if you have a Mirena IUD, great. Those are really good products for certain times of our life. In fact, a Mirena IUD, which you may know is a little thing that goes in the uterus, it's got a synthetic progestin in it, it's not progesterone, can be a great way to cut down on bleeding when we're on hormones or to reduce uterine cancer. So synthetic doesn't mean terrible at all. Lots of synthetic stuff going on here that I'm very happy with. These are marketing terms. So I hope that makes sense. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, and I can't wait to see you next week.